Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am joined by the famous, popular, number one rated female DFS provider on the planet Earth, Deb Lutz. How are you, Deb? I'm awesome today, Coach. Thanks. I don't know. I maybe maybe I'm the only one. That's why I'm so awesome. You know what? It does not matter how many there are. You're ranked number one, so right, you got that covered. <laughs> how are you doing today, Coach? You got a lot going on. I do. I do. I'm uh, just trying to get settled in. As you can see, no dirt or anything in the background, as you know. But uh, we'll have that up and going tomorrow. But just getting settled in on the move. I don't know if you uh, caught the podcast a couple of days ago. Uh, Crash and I did it. I was actually driving, so that exactly. was exactly <laughs> Impre impressive. I had Coach a Coach does not stop for anything. <laughs> no way. No, you know we got to get the people the information, regardless. That's what I'm saying. So absolutely. <laughs> but it's been fun. Great to have you back. And and if uh, for our viewers that haven't. Uh, checked in much recently. Well, why haven't you? We want you here every day. But on Tuesdays and Sundays, Deb and I are going to do the DFS breakdown um, of the game. So without any further ado, let's dive into this. We have six games on the main slate for this Sunday, March 27th slate. There are three games at 6 p.m. Eastern, a 7 o'clock and 2, 7.30. So it's going to be an early night, Deb, at least there's, especially for you on the West time there, you're going to be done before, uh, you're going to have a whole evening ahead of you. Before dinner. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's, that is a cool way to do it. All right. Um, real quickly, if you're watching on uh, our wonderful YouTube, uh, definitely hit that thumbs up. Uh, give us a quick comment. We'd love that. And then uh, hit the subscribe button. And while you're at it, that little alarm in the upper corner if you hit that, then you'll be uh, given an alert every time one of our podcasts posts. Um, I'll also be on here when this premieres. Uh, we'll be live in chat. Deb, if Deb has a chance, she can jump in. We can ask, uh, answer any questions, et cetera, uh, during that time frame. So, all right, let's get this rolling. No messing around. Um, first game. Philadelphia 76ers at the Phoenix Suns. How's that for a first game, Deb? You know what? I'm going to the game. I'm going to be there. And this You're is going to be at the game. I'm going to be at the game. And this is like to me I feel like this could be like a preview to the NBA finals. Why not? I mean, it certainly could game. be. There's no doubt. I love it. That is fantastic. What uh definitely have to post a few things uh in Discord while you're there. That's great. For sure. Excellent. Um, I'll get the right, well, during the warmups for sure. <laughs> oh, for, yeah, we'll we'll be looking for that. No question. If you get any inside info, maybe we'll see uh, if we can use it. We'll take it. Um, all right. So it's in this game. It's it's Philly at Phoenix. Phoenix favored by four and a half, two twenty-eight and a half total. One twelve implied for Philly. One sixteen and a half uh, for the Phoenix Suns. Obviously, two super teams here. Philly comes in 46 and 27. Philadelphia 60 and 14. How about that? Um, as far as injuries, Philly lists nobody. So that's uh, a little bit uh, exciting for Philly fans. For Phoenix, they still have some guys out. Johnson, Kaminsky, Lundberg, McGee, and Sarich. 
So interesting stuff here. Philly 28th in pace. Phoenix plays pretty quick for sure. They're ninth. Defensively, two top 10 teams. So that's a little intimidating from the DFS side. Philly's 10th. And Phoenix, of course, that lockdown D is number three. And they have one Mr. Chris Paul back mm -hmm. in business. So what are you thinking on this game? I know you're going to be at it. So, like, do you have any specific favorites you're aiming for so you can be yelling, we want you to do well for Coach Todd? That's right. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> we, uh, you know, this is going to be a great game. And, uh, you know, the, the total's pretty decent total. But like you said, two lockdown defenses. Um, and it's going to be a little tough to figure out who comes out, who comes out on top here, DFS-wise. For me, it comes down to the matchups, and I'd love to get your your thoughts on that, Coach, because, you know, depends on who's guarding Paul, Booker, and Bridges. And right. depending on that, I'm going to go with one or maybe two of those guys. So, I don't know, can you help me out? Who gets who gets the hardened defense? Because I consider that to be the weakest defense. You've got, you know, you've got Maxi and you've got Thibel, and they should do a pretty good job. But whoever gets hardened defense is who I like the best out of those three. What do you think? You know, I it, it's tough because uh, we don't have much sample size with this yeah. matchup, as in none, <laughs> with these specific players. I do think this, though. I do think Matisse Thibel guards Booker. That I feel pretty confident about. Yeah. So that's where the, the really good defense is. The difficult part is with Maxi and Harden. Which one's going to guard Paul? Which one's going to guard Bridges? So... I'm not sure. I'm going to take a guess and think possibly Harden guards Paul and Maxi guards Bridges. That's what I'm thinking initially. Okay. And, and that would leave Harris on Crowder and then Embiid on Aiden. So, you know, the, the one I'm avoiding is, is Booker because, like I say, you know, Thibel's guarded him in the past. Uh, the rest of it, again, we have no sample size to look at. Yep. But that's what I'm thinking thus far. Were you thinking similar? You and me both. Yep. I'm thinking yep. they put Thibel on, on on Booker. And so I'm likely to stay away from him. Um, okay. If if Harden's on Paul, um, I'm taking him, especially uh, at 6,600 on FanDuel. That's really, really cheap for it Paul. It is cheap. Yep. And 7,200 on DK. Um, but if it's Maxi on Paul and Harden on Bridges, I kind of like Bridges as a, uh, you know, a little bit of a sneaky mid-range guy. He's been really, really solid. He's going to be on the floor a lot for his defense. Yeah. Um, and he's 5,700 on DK and 6,600 on FanDuel. So yeah. I'm, I'm sort of eyeing between Paul and, and Bridges. Probably won't go both. And we'll see if we can get any more information on that prior to uh, having to lock. Yeah, um, and we'll we'll be following that news. I'll be looking at every coach speak and beat writer information, and we'll share that in Discord as soon as we find out yeah. uh, what those matches up uh, matchups are. And the good part is it's one of the first games, so right. we should get uh, pretty clear news on who's guarding who there. Yeah, that'll that'll definitely help. Yeah. The um, the one sneaky play for me today is Bismarck Biombo. Okay. So McGee is out. Um, right. and so Biombo becomes the number two. Now he's been buried on the bench as the number three, but if you recall back when, uh, Aiton was out, he was getting a lot of minutes. Um, and he's going to need to help Aiton to guard, uh, guard and bead. So right. he's, he's minimum on both sites. And I really like him as they're just, there aren't that many value plays on the slate today. 
So I think he can uh, he can hit his number at the at the minimum. I like it. That is sneaky. It'll be low owned and it makes perfect sense. Um, you know, Aiden also has the propensity to get in foul trouble against Joel, too. So uh, we'll see how that works. Biombo could be a super sneaky play. And we know he's capable. I mean, those games, like you say, when he was starting there for a stretch, uh, he did so well. They they signed him to an extension and traded Jalen Smith out of town, the, the young, yeah. young uh, rookie. So that's how much confidence they have in him uh, this year and probably next. Um, all right. And so anybody else in this game you're, you're zoning in on? Well, on the Philly side, you know, given that I really respect the Phoenix defense, um, I'm going to lay off. I'm going to lay off the backcourt of Harden and Maxey. Um, you know, Embiid, I mean, right now he seems pretty unguardable at this point. Um, so I'm going to give him a serious look as uh, one of my payup options. Although, mm -hmm. Honestly, the, there's a number of good centers tonight. Um, so it's, you know, he's really going to have to hit that high bar because we've got some great center center options. Um, you know, the guy that I'd love to pull the trigger on is is Harris. Um, be, just because he'd be so low owned um, yeah. and, and maybe defensively he'd be a little forgotten. But, um, you know, I'm just not sure that I could justify his salary. He just has not been playing up to the level. And it's 6,000 on FanDuel and 6,800 on DK. Yeah. With a slate like tonight, it's just going to be awful, you know, awfully hard to do it. So, um, you know, I have to see if I have enough guts to do that. Um, but uh, otherwise, I'm going to be a, a super fan of the game, but I may only have one or two in, in total from this game. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's tough. It's like I say, you know, you, you can study these games and the results and the output and teams that play Phoenix definitely – the reason they're ranked so high defensively, they're the stat. They hold down stats, yeah. even though they play faster. You would think, you know, other teams would get decent DFS numbers because they're going to get more possessions, and it just doesn't really occur that way. Phoenix is usually pretty solid, but I don't think this is a and you know one of those. Hey, this is a great game to watch and one to fade in DFS. I do agree. There's there's some good plays here. I think, um, you know, people forget because it's been enough games now, but Mikhail Bridges was drafted by Philly. His mother worked in the Philadelphia front office yeah. for crying out loud, and they <laughs> traded him on draft day. So he had to take the Philly hat off and put the Suns hat on. And you don't forget that kind of stuff, you know? Great point. Yeah. So I think that, you know, that burns a little bit. And I don't think they have a great matchup for him, especially if they put Harden on him. I think he's, you know, still can is is uh, big enough to shoot over Maxi too if that was the the deal. So Mikhail Bridges at that cheap five seven number is is firmly in play for me. Chris Paul I, is in play because you know he doesn't seem to be restricted much even yeah. though he hasn't come back that long. Uh, so I you know I think he'll get good enough run. So those are the two guys that I'm looking from on the Phoenix side. Not looking at book, you know, again, because of the Thibault D. He has been hot, though, without question. Mm -hmm. On the Philly side, it gets difficult. You know, with Embiid at 11-4 and Harden at 10K, against that defense, you know, and then Maxi being the third wheel sort of at 7K, and like you said, Tobias Harris, somewhat the forgotten man at 6-8. You know, it's hard to spend that kind of salary here when, you know, they're going against a good defense and they're sharing the ball. You know, nobody, you know, with it's tough, nobody's out for them. And 
Their bench is deep now with Milton, Yang, Jordan, Green, Corkmaz, even Millsap. I mean, they're, they have a good bench. So, you know, on the Philly side, it's harder for me. But I'll tell you what, this sounds crazy. And, you know, I don't know if it's me being stubborn. I played Embiid the other day and he let us down. But I'm telling you, the last couple of weeks, he is playing so hard to try to solidify that MVP. And there's no bigger spotlight than tonight's game against, you know, uh, Phoenix. So I do think he's got the potential of having a monster game. And I am considering him. I haven't made the final decision, but I, you know, I may go Embiid and then probably Paul Bridges on the other side, which I'll have a lot more exposure to this game than I thought I would when I first jumped in. But, you know, don't underestimate Embiid's drive to just put the nail in the coffin of that MVP, you know? Yeah, and this would be the game to do it in, right? I mean, I don't think it's on uh, national TV, but... Obviously, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of eyeballs, you know, given the playoff implications of this. So no question. And they're in a, a dogfight for that Eastern. That's right. Uh, That's right. Too. So it should be a fun one. All right. We spent a long time on that game. but We have yeah. to because it's the game of the night, really. Plus, you're going to be at it for crying. Absolutely. Out. Have to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's move on uh, to game two. It is also a 6 p.m. game. It's the Golden State Warriors and Washington Wizards. Uh, Golden State, seven and a half, 221 total, 114.25 for Golden State, 106.75 for the Washington Wizards. Uh, coming into this game, Golden State, 48 and 26, Washington, 31 and 42. We know Steph and Iggy are out for Golden State. We have a probable tag on Gafford, so I'm counting him in. Carey and a big news, Kuzma, which is the big uh, a guy that is out for Washington. So makes this game a, a little more interesting, but it's, you know, with Kuzma out, it's going to be a tough, a tough road, I think. But the Vegas thinks it's going to stay pretty close. So we want to consider it. it is the first night of a back-to-back for Golden State, mm-hmm. which doesn't help matters. Uh, Golden State's 15th in pace, Washington 23rd. Golden State's still second in defense. They've lost that top spot, but still sitting second. Washington has just continued to move down in like a notch per week. They're all the way down 25th. So a little confusing on this one on, you know, how much do you trust some of these minutes and how close does this game stay? So what's your initial thought here? Yeah, you know, I mean, in a game featuring a pretty weak defense against a uh, against a great defense um, and a pretty good offense, um, you you think it could potentially be a blowout, um, but you know, it's not being forecasted as one. And no. frankly, you know, Golden State has not been playing that great lately. Um, you know, you look at there's a couple of teams between Golden State and Miami. There's a lot of you know people complaining. Yes. There's a lot of high emotions and. They, you know, they need to pull it together. Um, But Golden State, you know, great coach, you know, veteran team. Um, I think they do pull it together. And I think it happens tonight. And I think they win fairly easily, although, you know, not a not not a blowout. So um, so I like some of the the Golden State players because I think they're going to play hard and uh, uh, and put up some good offense. I like Poole here. He's really he's been the leader. Um, with uh, with Curry out in terms of handling the ball and putting up shots. Um, he played very well in his last outing against Washington. 
and he's still only 7,700, which I think is a fair price given his usage. Right. Um, you know, and for, for me, it's always the decision. Do I go with pool or clay? And, and nine times out of 10, I, I've been picking pool and I'm going to do mm-hmm. that again tonight. Um, you know, clay had a fantastic game in his last game, but he just, he doesn't give us enough in terms of the peripherals typically. Um, right. and he's, he's priced higher than pool. So I'm, I'm on pool and not clay. Um, I'm also going to take a serious look at Kaminga, um, yeah. at 4,100, um, you know, he smashed that number in his last game against Washington. I think it's a, it's a team that he can play well against. He's been getting the minutes. Um, and so he's someone, you know, again, with a night where there are very few value plays, he's somebody that I'm going to keep a close eye on. And while I do my lineups and then, man, Draymond Green's price. I mean, talk about, he's one of those players throughout the season. It goes way up and way down. And right yeah. now it is way down. He is, he is under 5k on FanDuel. Crazy. So, yeah, and only but I I fell for that last time though. I know. Punched I know. me right square in the nose. <laughs> I did too. I did too. But yeah. you know, different team. Um, this you know, I, I gotta believe at some point. I mean, he's been he's been yelling at the guys. He's trying right. to get them fired up. I really thought he'd to your point. I thought he'd come through last last game. So yeah. is this the game? Um, you know, this is the kind of team where, you know, I could see a triple double from Green. Um. So, you know, I, you know, I think there's a, there's a chance he has a real big game. So he's definitely in my, in my player pool. Um, he fits a nice price point and uh, I might be willing to, to take a chance again. Um, yeah. On the, uh, on the Washington side, gosh, you know, I am just not that excited about the Washington team against the Golden State Warriors defense, particularly the front court players. I mean, we go to Hashimura a lot, we go to Porzingis a lot, but um there's just a lot of guys getting a lot of minutes uh, and to, you know, to spreading the shots around. Um, yeah. You've got Gafford coming back. Bryant gets some minutes. You got Kispert, you know, Ish Smith is still playing, but Sadoransky's there now. Right. Um, probably the only guy that I'll take a look at seriously is KCP um, okay. on FanDuel where he's 5,100. Um, mm-hmm. And he just might be one of my last guys to plug in um, because he seems to, I mean, he's, he's still getting the minutes regardless um, and getting enough touches and enough, uh, enough other uh, peripherals that, you know, he may, he may be okay. Um, but I'm not real excited, you know, to, well, on the Washington side, there's no one that I'm, I'm saying absolutely must be in my lineup. I'm with you. You know, it's, it's hard to trust anybody from Washington side but, you know, it's it's also hard to not at least look at some of the value there, because as you stated, at least now we don't have a whole lot of value to work with. Now, things have often changed and they will this last, you know, when you get in the last 10 games or so of the season, you're going to have a lot of things change before lock. So we'll we'll stay on top of that here at uh, DFS Coach Talk. But, um, you know, Denny Avdia really crushed it the other day for me. He's only 5K. He comes off the bench, but plays a pretty big role. So I have a little interest there. Um, Hashimura, hit or miss, 4-4. People like to go to Kispert at 4-1. So you can find some value last guy in kind of stuff. But, like, I'm with you. I'm nobody that I'm running to. Porzingis a little too high at 8-5 against the, you know, stout defense of the Warriors. And, um, you know, everything else is somewhat of a mess with the Wizards. Warriors, you know, pool at seven seven is is a fair price. I, you know, he does get a lot of shots up, and he'd probably be 
the first or second guy that I'd look at here. I'm with you, though, on Kaminga. He's the my favorite to come out of this game. 4K on DraftKings, quality minutes, athletic, uh, good matchup for him. I think that that he's a guy, you know, when you're you're looking at that 5X plus 10, so, you know, can he get you 30 fantasy points? I, I believe that he can, and I think that's that'll get it done for you at that cheap price. So Kaminga, probably my favorite play. Uh, pull looking at as well. I know Clay's coming off that huge game, but at 8-2, with Keldwell Pope defense, I, I'm going to fade that. And I just don't have the guts to take green yet. I'm with you. I'm probably going to miss out on his breakout game to come back at a cheaper price. But after watching that nightmare last time, I, I need to see a game or two that he's back in some type of groove before I, I put him on the yeah. in the lineup. No, I hear you, particularly for cash lineups, right? It's, exactly. Uh, yeah. Yes. He, he can say more of a GPP shot because he could be on a winning, you know, tournament uh, team yeah. for sure. All right, okay. let's move on to the other, uh, the third game, which is is the final uh, six o'clock game because Sunday we get that hour earlier start for main slate lock. <clears throat> it's the Minnesota Timberwolves and Boston Celtics, two teams playing really terrific ball. This. Could be one of the best games of the night for sure. Uh, Boston's favored by six. It's 227 and a half, 110.75 implied for the T-Wolves and 116.75 uh, for the Boston Celtics. Both teams come in hot. Minnesota's 43 and 32. Boston's 46 and 28. We have McLaughlin is questionable uh, back up off the bench for Minnesota. No Beasley and no McDaniels. So, a little depth issues there maybe means more minutes for guys like Edwards, Vanderbilt, Russell, uh, you know, in that squad. For Boston, uh, no Al Horford. That's the big one. He's out. Probably uh, they've been going to Grant Williams in the starting lineup when he's down. The rest of the guys should be in. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum both listed as probable, and I think they're going to need both of them today against this hotter Minnesota team. So I think that uh, they'll both play. If you know, if we find out anything else, uh, we'll definitely let you know. But I think they're in. As far as uh, back-to-backs, it's the first night of a back-to-back for both of these teams. So <clears throat> I don't know if it comes into play that much, though, because this is a key game between uh, two teams that you know they're going to probably go at it. I think we'll see. Uh, some adjustments to tomorrow's lineups with these two teams in the back-to-back. But everything that indicated right now, they both are full go for this game. A good thing for Boston is Minnesota is the number one pace team in the league now. They're playing at the fastest pace of anybody, and it's really helped them go on uh, quite a few wins here in this last uh, piece of, of the season. Boston, on the other hand, is only 24th, so major pace down for Minnesota. Then you've got a Minnesota defense that has continued to improve. They're all the way up to 12th, believe it or not, and that's a heck of an improvement to where they were. And we, of course, know that Boston has been shut down city here. They have taken over number one in the entire league from Golden State. So should be a great game, certainly one that I'll be flipping back and forth yeah. to your Phoenix game. Um, what, what's your initial thought here? Is this going to get uh, a lot of play for you? It is the 
third highest on the slate, or yeah. no, fourth. It's only fourth, fourth out of the six, which means lots of points tonight, even though it's only six games. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, real healthy total. Um, and as a pace up for Boston, I really like a few plays on the Boston side. Um, okay. You know, I have not been playing the Boston guys that much lately. Um, Me neither. You know, yeah. Pricing, matchups, it just hasn't worked out. But I agree. I, I really like both Brown and Tatum here. Wow. Um, I'm not going to necessarily play both. Um, but I think they're both really strong options, um, you know, given, given the, the, the pace of the game, um, given the, I, I know you said that Minnesota is sort of uh, about 12th or 13th on defense, yeah. um, but I well, still, yeah, I still think that, um, Brown and Tatum, um, play really well here. Uh, Brown is, is much less expensive at 7,200 on FanDuel, 7,900 on DK. Yeah. Um, but I like Tatum's ceiling. So I'm going to keep him in the mix with what I'm considering to be the other payups. Um, okay. So so both are, are real seriously in my considerations that I'm going to probably walk away with with one of them in most of my lineups. Um, there's another guy on this team that I'm eyeing that I'm hoping is going to be a, a low ownership play, and that's Derek White. Okay. So um, I rarely pay, play Derek White, and he hasn't had—he really hasn't had any blow-up games since joining Boston. I no. mean, there's there's too many other. His usage is down. You know, there's too many other um, players to uh, to get the ball to. Um, but that being said, Minnesota gives up the fifth most fantasy points to shooting guards. Right. Um, I think his pricing is fair: fifty-three hundred on DK, fifty-six hundred on FanDuel, um, and I think he's going to be extremely under the radar. So oh, again, sure. in a pace yeah. up in a pace up spot, um, he's someone that uh, I, I kind of get excited about where I have not in the past. Nice. Um, and then finally, with with Horford out today, this is a great spot for Robert Williams. He's going to yeah. see a few extra minutes at the five, and he faces Cat's defense, which is not the best. Right. Um, he's also fairly priced, particularly on DK. I like him at six K. He's yeah. sixty eight hundred on Fanduel. And, uh, you know, I think the key to today's slate is picking the right centers. Um, and it's not an easy one no, because no, there are several. Got, there are several. You've got you've got Embiid. Now you've got Williams, who I think is real solid. Gobert is in a good matchup. Drummond's yeah. in a good matchup and cheap. So there's a lot of good options. And I think, uh, you know, really cracking the uh, cracking the code on, on the right center is going to be key. And I, I do really like Williams. I consider him in one of my top two or, or three. Yeah. Um, on the Minnesota side, um, you know, top defensive team, like you said, pace down spots. So really tough to find good spots here. Uh, mm -hmm. And so I'm going to mostly be staying away from the Minnesota side, except maybe taking a look at Russell, who's down to 5,700 on FanDuel, 6,500 on DK. Right. Um, he can deliver value at that pricing. He's also going to benefit from Beasley being out, so he'll get a few extra minutes. Um, so he's someone that I am considering. Um, but that's probably it. Um, not going to go with. I'm not going to go with Cat. I'm not going to go with Edwards. I think they're they're priced a little bit high and they're facing that tough defense. Vanderbilt. He may get a few more minutes as well, uh, given the injuries. Um, but he hasn't really been, been doing it. And if Grant no. Williams is your starter on, on Boston, he's a real tough defender. So he is. that's, that's where I'm at on the Minnesota side, kind of light, maybe looking at Russell. Yeah. 
Well, I'll tell you, we think a lot alike on a lot of these games. <laughs> we really do. I, you can tell we've been uh, on DFS, you know, for a while together as far as <laughs> strategies, what we look for, how we're building lines. Because I'm almost identical to you in this game. I, I just, I'm not going to spend up for the Minnesota guys against this stout defense. And uh, I had the same comment. I've, I've chased Vanderbilt a little bit with McDaniels out and they're being a little short. I thought he'd step up and he hasn't. And to think he's going to do it against this, this tough Boston D, I just don't see it. So really the only guy that I'm a uh, guy I'm, I'm looking at at all from the T wolves may be D'Angelo Russell, just because of that uh, super low price on FanDuel, especially, I mean, D'Angelo at sub six K just doesn't seem right, you know? So uh, Russell's my one guy I'm considering on Minnesota. And then on Boston, I think I'm going to go Jalen Brown. I mean, I like him and Tatum like you do, but I the discount's just a lot. And I think it's worth it, I, you know, price per dollar. You know, may, I'm sure maybe Tatum outscores him by a bit, but certainly Brown has a heck of a ceiling to, to be close to that number and still save a little salary as well. So more than likely going there. And then my favorite guy as well is Robert Williams. Just great spot against Cat. I think that uh, they're going to need him. He's going to grab some extra rebounds. So a good prize picks guy to target as well uh, with Horford out. I mean, Horford is a veteran. He knows how to get position, do all those little things. And Grant Williams is scrappy, and he's more of the – you like him if you're coaching him because you can use him to set screens and block other guys out. He's never going to be flashy with his stats, but he's going to help the interior, I think, to help Williams get better stats, both offensively and on, on the boards offensively and defensively. So if I don't go and beat, Williams is going to be pretty much a lockdown center for me. Where I can go with two I may spend the bucks and, and go with both, but uh, Williams, definitely a target, Brown favoring, and probably just Russell on the Minnesota side. So, Okay, very consistent. Your, your thinking. <laughs> Maybe we just nailed this game. <laughs> we did. It's over. Just book it. Book it, yeah. as they say. Book it. <clears throat> All right, we are three down, three to go. Real quickly, and I promise you I'll be quick. This, this podcast is brought to you by Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com. Everybody is playing there. It is so much fun. We're on a crazy uh, streak of winning here, right around that 80% mark, which doesn't seem possible, but it's true and documented. And we hope that that trend continues. If you do go there for the first time and you're going to deposit, use the promo code Coach Talk, all one word, no space. And they'll give you a hundred percent match all the way up to a hundred bucks. So you put in 50, they give you 50, et cetera. And it goes right into your account. It's not dripped in dollar for dollar, like some of the sites do. So uh, really uh, hope you do that. We release a pr uh, prize picks podcast separate every day. And we're posting those, uh, our full discord picks, uh, Josh uh, crash Davis and myself in our discord each day. So uh, definitely take advantage of that. <clears throat> if you want to join us, this is the time to do it. We have a great baseball deal for the season that's starting April 7th. You want to come and check that out, go to dfscoachtalk.com. And our membership page is right there. And you can see all your options and your discounts. You have a 25% discount on the 
uh, MLB package right now also. And you get from now till April 7th for free. So great time to join us. You get all these uh, fantastic uh, folks giving lineups like Deb and Josh and our entire squad. We have Mike S. coming up for baseball. He's a super shark and whale in the industry. So we've got it all going here. We'd love to have you join us. All right, let's hit these last three games. The 7 o'clock, only 7 o'clock Eastern game is the Lakers and Pelicans. It's the Pelicans favored by four. 113 implied for New Orleans. One, I'm sorry, for the Lakers, 117 for the Pelicans. So a good, strong 230 total um, in this game. L.A. comes in 11 games under 500, trying to find a way into the play-in at 31 and 42. The Pels, 31 and 43. So I would say this is a play-in game kind of contest here. Two teams that want to make the playoffs, I think. Uh, I know the Pelicans do. They're going for it. Lakers, who knows what, what they're doing, but they're trying to get in. Um, you get a, you know, a chip in a chair, as they say in the business. You never know once you get in. <clears throat> so for the Lakers, guess what? I don't know if you know this, Deb, but they listed LeBron James as questionable. I know. I know. Go figure. Have you seen that happen this year? This is like, this is a first. <laughs> yeah. Only the 251st game in a row. I right. Think. Yeah, I, that's I, right. I expect, yeah. I expect him to do play, but I do. I think he plays, but I've got him in my projections right now, but we will certainly clarify that and make sure everybody knows in Discord before lock. Um, Dwight Howard also questionable, THT probable, and then we know Davis and none have been out for quite some time. For the Pels, this is the one that I don't know, and it's Brandon Ingram listed as questionable. And that's huge because it changes the whole entire rotation and usage for the Pels. So that is news that we're going to have. And our buddy Cheeseburgers, Williamson, still out with no designation for return. So I don't know what to do with this game. I mean, this the Lakers game was starting to give me a stomach ache, I swear. Do you have any <laughs> idea what to do? Lake, I'll tell you, the Lakers are sixth in pace, Pell's 20th. Lakers are 20th in D, Pell's 19th. So you know, the defense isn't good. The pace is acceptable, but who knows, you know? This is, and this all is all predicated on whether or not LeBron plays. Like I completely flip, you know, my interest depending on whether or not he plays. Yeah. If he does and play, too, right? well, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I couldn't get a read. I mean, I feel like Ingram might be a little less likely to play. I agree. But, but yeah, I mean, the, you know, Lakers traded him away. Uh, and like you said, you know, sort of a play-in implication kind of kind of game. So um, if he's if he's got any opportunity at all, he is going to play. So you're right. This is a think, right. This is yeah. This is one. Hopefully, we get the news. Like you said, it's a 7 p.m. start, so we're not not going to necessarily have it um, when we have to lock. Um, but you know, so if LeBron plays, I think he's a great play. He's going to be. I mean, he's going to put it all out there. He's going to be motivated. Um, the defense isn't great on, on new Orleans. Um, you know, if he, um, if, if Ingram doesn't play, they don't have a great matchup for him. Um, and so, you know, I do like LeBron if we can get notice that he plays, if, uh, if I go into the night without notice, it, it, he's going to be somebody that's going to be hard to switch into, which may mean that he's very right. low owned. Um, you know, if he, um, if he doesn't play, excuse me, 
excuse me. Bless you. Play, thank you. Um, if he doesn't play, you know, Westbrook's not a bad play. Um, he's, you know, he gets a lot of usage with, uh, uh, with LeBron sitting. I mean, who else, you know, ha- handles the ball and who else uh, gets the shots? Um, right. He's been playing better the last couple of weeks. I don't know why. Like, I don't know what, you know, he was in this huge funk and, you know, nothing's really changed, but he has been, he has been playing better. Weak yeah. defensive um, backcourt on, on New Orleans and uh, 8,300 on FanDuel, 8,900 on, on DK. So he's definitely, you know, again, if we get the news, he's definitely someone I would consider. Um, okay. I also like uh, Taylor, Taylor Horton Tucker. Um, at 3,900 on FanDuel and 4,300 on DK, especially if LeBron sits. Actually, he's a lock for me if LeBron sits because of that price point and the usage that he's going to get. Um, And otherwise, I mean, that, you know, the cast of characters on the Lakers, I just can't, you know, the other day, what was it? Stanley Johnson was leading the team and, you know, in points scored and you've got, I mean, it's, it is, it's, you know, I just, there's nobody I really like there. I mean, Monk, you know, can, can, can hit value, but you can't really rely on him. So that's it. I'm staying away. I look at it as if LeBron plays, I'm looking at him. If not, it's Westbrook and THT. Okay. Um, on the new Orleans side, uh, definitely have to give a long, hard look at McCollum 7,800 on FanDuel in particular, 8,600 on DK um, fair price. He's been, he's been smashing it. Um, you know, shooting guards do very well against Lakers D. Um, so I like him a lot. Now, if, if Ingram, if we get the news on Ingram, he does, you know, um, he does lose some of his his usage, usage with, right. with Ingram's in. So yeah. um, may make it less likely. But if Ingram's out, um, McCollum's going to be in most of my lineups, if not all of them. Um, yeah. And then Valencianis, I mean, has been playing great. And I'm not even sure who... If, if Howard sits and LeBron sits, I'm not even sure who the Lakers start at center. Um, Probably, so, yeah. That would be yeah. interesting if they were both out. <laughs> right? I mean, it's, you're going to Stanley Johnson at center. Hey, you never know <laughs> at this point. Wenyon Gabriel probably, but that's, yeah. that's pretty funny. Yeah. So, you know, he's definitely an interesting option. But again, I've got literally I have like five centers who I'd be happy to play. And he's not towards the top of that list. Um, so, um, the only other guy that I'd consider, and again, maybe less so from a, uh, a usage standpoint of Ingram's back, although different position, I mean, Alvarado, I've been riding him. He's in my fantasy league as well. He's been um, something else, man. He's been great. And, yeah. uh, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go after him on FanDuel where he's already priced up to 5,600, right. but on yeah. DK at 4,400 yeah. over his last seven games, 11.6 assists and two steals. And, yeah. uh, you know, that's a great, uh, great value at that price. He's getting the minutes, you know, he's like six off the bench, uh, yeah. or first off the bench. And, uh, you know, I really do, uh, I do like him here. So that's, that's, that's my take on this game. Yeah. It's an interesting game. You know, for me, it's all news dependent, but I am going to, you know, if we may not have the news here because we have, you know, uh, an hour after the lock is when this game is. And to me, you know, I'm not going to give my plays here on this podcast because it's 100% dependent. I'll give you a quick snapshot of my crazy brain and how it's thinking of this game and the whole elements of how it all will shift when we know who's in and who's out. First of all, if LeBron is in, 
regardless of anything else, he's going to be my payup guy today. I love him in this game. Think he'll smash. I just don't, they don't have any answer for him here. I think he's a terrific play. If he happens to sit, which I do think he'll play, but if he did happen to sit, that does, you know, change everything. I'm not going to go though to spend up for Westbrook. I know he's played better. I get it. But too many turnovers, you know, the outside shot is just still wacky. So I'm not going to go there. Really, you know, it's going to be one of those scenarios. If LeBron plays, I'm playing him and I'm going to invest in this game. If he sits, I am not comfortable really with anybody. Uh, Wenyan Gabriel maybe at 3-8 is cheap. But like you mentioned, with Westbrook, Reeves, James, Gabriel, Howard, Monk, Anthony Johnson, Horton Tucker, even Augustine, some Bradley, some Ellington, uh, trickled in Baysmore, Ariza. I mean, they've got a lot of veteran guys that need to retire soon uh, <laughs> that are all grabbing some minutes. And, you know, is it Car- is Carmelo going to have a decent game? Yeah. Is crazy Stanley Johnson going to step up? Is Austin Reeves going to make some shots? I, yeah, To me, I can't depend on any of those guys. So it's pretty cut and dry for me. It's LeBron or bust. So that makes it not too hard to have to figure out date later down the road road. But for the Pelicans, it's a big difference. If, if Ingram sits, uh, CJ's just too good to pass up here in a high pace game with the Lakers being sixth and their defense playing so poorly. McCollum's been terrific. I'm not, you know, that price is fine. He's played over a nine K type uh, situation since Ingram's been down so I'm okay paying that mid eights for him. That's perfectly fine. However, if Ingram plays and, you know, I need to know what his restrictions are because if he plays with no restrictions, no doubt there's a, a, a real, uh, you know, sore spot for him, for the Lakers, for trading him and giving up on him. So uh, Ingram at seven, five is a cheap price. If it's not, you know, we're only going to play him 20 minutes or something. If he's got, you know, a 30-minute uh, max or no, you know, no limits, then I think Ingram's a great play, and I'd actually like him over McCollum in that situation. Um, I'm not going to pay up for Valachunas. I think Joe Val at 8-1, you know, he could have a killer game. The only way I'd pay up for Joe Val is in that scenario that you mentioned. They're both questionable, so if James and Howard sat, Again, they're going to have to guard Joe Val with Wenyan Gabriel, Carmelo <laughs> Anthony, Stanley Johnson. It's hilarious. So in that case, you almost have to play Joe Val. So, um, I, you know, LeBron can handle him. Howard certainly can. So that's all dependent on that news on the Lakers side for me. So I could come out of this game. Let's just say uh, Ingram plays, but he has a cap and LeBron doesn't. I, I could come out of this game with nobody. But yet, if those other chips fall, I could have James, Gabriel, either McCollum or Ingram, and Joe Val. So you talk about a game that's really up in the air. All of those possibilities are on the table for me. Okay. Does that make any sense? I think that makes <laughs> that makes it perfectly muddy. <laughs> that's one of those two plus two equals totally. five in this one, that's for sure. Totally. News depends. We've got two late night games, but they're only 7.30 games. So how about that? Yeah, not so late. Utah Jazz, Dallas Mavericks, Dallas minus two. It's only a 218 total. 
108 for Utah, 110 for Dallas. Pretty garbagey uh, lines right there for DFS. Utah comes in 45 and 29. Questionable tag on Whiteside. Bogdanovich and House already out. The Mavs come in 45 and 29. Identical records. They're dead tied. So it is an important game. Uh, Bertans is uh, probable. Trey Burke, questionable. So not really any news to worry about with those two. Uh, Brown, Hardaway, and Pinson remain out. So both teams pretty much are going to be at full strength for this game. You know, you've got the second night of a back-to-back for Utah. So that's no picnic, but they get to go uh, into Dallas and play here. So that doesn't help matters with vets like Conley. Um, but you've got terrible pace, Utah 21, Dallas 30, and then you have two top 10 defenses, Utah 8th and Dallas 7th. And then, of course, we're coming off of that dud game force from Doncic, or as Crash calls him, Donkick. Donkick. <laughs> I'm going to tease Crash forever, but actually the way that he played for me, I called him Donkick the other day. You called him donkey, I think. <laughs> so I'm going to, I'm going to beat you to the punch on this one. Oh, because I, oh. because I know that we, you're going to say, because we're Pass. so much thinking alike. Oh, Pass. you beat me. You. <laughs> I don't want any, any means of this game, but you already beat me to it. Yep. It's a, it's a five game slate in my book. Yep. Yep. I'll tell you what though. There's one exception. If I decide I'm not going to have the courage to go that big money on Embiid and I'm going to go, I would go Gobert as my my pivot and save all, all, quite a bit of money. Yeah. Gobert's a good play. Yeah. You know what, though? The thing that will make me go over the top, Whiteside's questionable. Whiteside's get a gets a big chunk of minutes behind Gobert. If he sits, that extra four or five minutes is a lot. That's like three, four rebounds, a block, who knows? So yeah. – um, I'm going to follow that news, and that's going to be the pivot there. Williams, Embiid, Gobert. But other than that, I just I don't see any reason to spend the huge money on either Mitchell or Luca. Luca will probably go for 80 today uh, after I called him Donkick now. So, But I'm just not going to go there. But you beat me to it. So your total pass on this one as well? I'm exactly the same as you. I mean, you know, Luca had a huge game against Utah with last week, but gigantic. Luke, Utah's going to figure that out, and I think lock him down a bit. Yeah, I, I mean, Gobert's the only guy. I completely agree with you. Um, if I don't go for Embiid, but honestly, you got Williams. You're gonna, in the next game coming up. You got Drummond. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see the ownership on the centers too, because that might be another thing. So if that's something we can get posted up in Discord. Take yeah. a look at that ahead of time too. Maybe we can, uh, you know, play around from an ownership standpoint. We'll do. But, we'll uh, grab some of those ownership numbers because that, you know, that can be the difference maker. I certainly, you know, if uh, I think Williams is going to be pretty popular though, to be yeah. honest with you. So yeah. we're going to have to evaluate that and we'll look at that ownership as we go here. Cool. You know, uh, the other thing with Doncic having such a great game against them the last time they played here recently, you know, he didn't have a full plethora around him with Dinwiddie and Bullock yeah. and different guys. So, you know, still, if, yeah. if Doncic wants to have a big game and he's on his game here and Utah's a little tired on a second night of a back-to-back, I think Luke is going to get ownership. I, I mean, he absolutely could be the highest scorer on this entire slate. But the, the game situation, if you're game scripting it out, 
yeah, you know, if he gets 50, 55, that's fine, but it's, it's not going to get it done for you, you know? Totally agree. Totally but I did agree. say that last night or yesterday on yesterday's <laughs> pod with gun. I said the same thing about Joker and that that game would blow out and it I stayed didn't. close and the Joker was the top. So gun, if you're listening, one for you, zero for coach, but we'll see what happens. For Time me. to even it up. Even the score. Yeah. I'm eating crow today and I admit it, but we'll see how it goes. Yep. All right. Let's get to this last game. It is 7:30 game. It is the Charlotte Hornets and the Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn Nets are playing some basketball. Uh, well, to pull out the old basketball music, uh, playing <laughs> basketball. Remember that old two? Oh, yeah. that, that was our opener for the That's, first. Was it really? It was. We played that in our podcasts. Yeah. Uh, but that it's Brooklyn minus seven, the big winner here, 239 and a half. Biggest uh, score on the board here, biggest number from Vegas. How about this? You know, I like these 115 when both teams are over 115 implied. It's a circle, the game for me. 116.25 for Charlotte and a gigantic 123.25 for Brooklyn. So they have the highest implied total for Brooklyn. Highest game total in this game. And I, I don't know how you can avoid it. You've got 38 and 36 Charlotte in the fight, 39 and 35 Brooklyn in the fight. You've got nobody out for Charlotte except for Hayward. Uh, only guy out for Brooklyn is Aldridge. Simmons still hasn't suited up. Other than that, they're full strength. It's Kyrie's first home game because they lifted the vaccination rule. And man, you know, you got the fifth pace in Charlotte, 11th in Brooklyn. So they're going to be flying up and down the court. 23rd and 16th defense. So below average defenses. I don't know. I mean, is this stack city or I mean, this this game could dominate the board. I love this game. I am easily going to come out of here with three, maybe four. Uh, who knows? Maybe even five. Wow. Um, you said it about Kyrie. It's his home debut. And that's, I mean, I was reading uh, last night, like he's apparently he's just all a tingle about uh, playing in front of the home crowd. So nice. I think he's going to really show up. Um, okay. He's in a smash spot. Yeah. Last time against Charlotte, he scored 50 real points. That's all. Um, yeah. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, yeah, he's expensive. He's, but he's going to be my lead pay up guy uh, at okay. 10 on FanDuel, 10 5 on DK. And you like and him I, better than Durant. I favor him slightly over Durant. Yeah. I mean, okay. I think given, given that extra motivation, yeah, um, sure. you know, it would be pretty tough to fit both in your lineup. But if you wanted to go for it, um, I don't you think you could it's do it on a, FanDuel probably. Yeah. And I don't think it's such a bad play because, like you said, highest scoring, these guys are going to have you know, a crazy amount of usage in this game. And, uh, you know, last night, even though they're on the tail end of a back-to-back, they played Miami last night and crushed Miami. And these guys oh. sat the entire fourth quarter. So right. they're pretty, they're pretty fresh. They're pretty rested. Um, I also like Drummond uh, a lot. Uh, 5,500 mm -hmm. on FanDuel, 5,600 on DK. Again, he only played 17 minutes last night being rested wow. in the fourth quarter. And against a Charlotte interior that gives up the second most rebounds to centers, I'm going out on a limb and saying 14 plus rebounds for for Drummond. Wow, double double. Okay, so, you gotta you gotta have him in there then at those numbers. I think uh, I think he's going to be really solid. Um, yeah. And then you know I think there are a few great plays on the Charlotte side as well. Um, 
Rogier is surprisingly low in his pricing. Uh, he, he is, and that he's decreased recently a lot because he yeah. was up there. Yeah. yeah. So sixty four hundred on Fanduel and seven. That's a misprice. I agree. I agree. I think he's in a really good spot. Yeah. Um, he's playing well. He's played well against the Nets. I'm really high on him. Um, and then Bridges. I mean, he's going to get a tough uh, Bruce Brown defense, but he's bigger and stronger. So I like yeah. him here a lot too. Um, his price has come down the past few weeks, even though his numbers have been solid. He's sub 8K for the first time in a while, 7,800 FanDuel, 7,300 on DK. Yeah. Um, so he's definitely going to be a, a core part of my, of my player pool. I like those two guys a lot. So um, okay. I got to stop there before my entire lineup becomes this game. So we'll see if, uh, <laughs> if you've got any other, uh, any other plays. You know, it's this is an interesting game. I, I mean, this is one of those. It's nice, you know, sometimes when you have a lot of players in that late game, but you get down in the dumps because you don't see any green on your board, and you're like, um, and then all of a sudden, all your guys catch up. But um, you know, I don't know. I love this game, and I everything I said, I stand behind as far as it being the best game situation for DFS. I don't think I'm going to stack it though. I think people may overstack this game. Uh, I think you're going to have a lot of people stepping away with five guys, maybe even six in this game. And I like it. Don't get me wrong. I do think you have to exposure, have exposure, but I think you have to pick the right guys. So, it, it, you know, I'm going to be a little bit different than you here for a change. Usually we're right on the same, same board. I, you know, I, Brooklyn's been playing better than anybody in the league, but I, there's a couple things going on here. Kyrie's 10-5 and Durant's 11K. So they're both big money. Most teams, I think you'll have the majority of teams playing, having one of these two, and some will have both in their lineup. I just don't know if it's the perfect spot for either one of them. Now, you know, I you, I could be dead wrong, like I was on the Joker, or I could be right, like, you know, I have been in different instances. But Terry Rozier is a, a good defender. Kyrie right now is unguardable, but Rozier is the kind of guy that has played him really well in the past. And I think he can at least keep him in reality. Now, he didn't the other day when he had 50, but, you know, Durant, the situation is just different. The game set is different than it was when they played last time. And I think that Kyrie's a terrific play at 10-5, but uh, I'm not sure that that's where I want to go. And then and Kevin Durant, I think, will be guarded by Miles Bridges. And I've been singing his praises all year defensively. I think he's a first or second team all defense. And I think, you know, Durant, again, an unguardable, maybe the best player in the league, truthfully, as far as scoring the basketball, bar none. I mean, just flat out scoring. If I needed a basket, one single basket to win a game, I'd take Durant over Embiid, LeBron, Cat. Uh, uh, you know, uh, yeah. whatever I, the Joker, I just, KD is going to score the bucket, but it's bridges and, you know, bridges, I think can hold them into some reality of not a 50 point real game kind of thing. Plus, you know, you've got Seth Curry playing, he gets some shots up. Bruce Brown finds a way on transition and steals to get some shots up. Uh, Charlotte's been terrible guarding the interior. So, they will go to Drummond some or Claxton. So there's going to be a chunk of usage that they normally don't have to share in. They have a real 
competitive Goran Dragic coming off the bench. It's going to get a few extra minutes run. So they haven't had this whole group of guys together for many games, maybe eight games so far this year where they've had this entire group and none in Brooklyn. And Patty Mills is still there, you know, James Johnson. Don't forget that Kessler Edwards and Cam Johnsons and guys that have played, they may get five, six minutes, but it all adds up. And so I say all of that to say, then, you know, I think Kyrie or Durant is a good play, but I'm not racing to one or the other. I, a lot of it's going to have to do if, if LeBron's in and different things in other games to see what I can afford here. But I don't think it's just to close your eyes, play all the guys you can from Brooklyn and Charlotte for those, for those particular reasons. On the Charlotte side, I, I like the pricing better. Rozier's a broken price, 6'4", and then 7'1". He's going to be in all my lineups. Yeah. Uh, I think Miles Bridges is lower than he's been. I've been paying eight something for him lately. And the fact that he's in the low sevens, really playable. Um, you know, those are the two guys. And then LaMelo Ball, he's sub nine. And, you know, Kyrie and Curry back there are not strong defensive backcourt. And he's not going to get Bruce Brown defense. I don't think Bruce uh, LaMelo Ball will. So Ball, Rogier, and Bridges are the, my considerations on the Charlotte side. One pay-up guy on the Brooklyn side, depending on how the rest of them, uh, you know, come out. So, yeah, I'm going to have exposure, you know, two, three guys at least from this game. But I, I think that people that are going to push all the chips in the middle and just go straight Irving and Durant, I think that could be a difficult one because it really pins you down salary-wise. Yeah, you know? agree on that. Yeah, so we'll see. There's like a lot it. of different ways. It's a great slate. It's a great slate considering it's only six games. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of possibilities, a lot of combinations, and we still need a lot of news. So that's another big part of it. But uh, that's good where stuff. I love our Discord. Get all the latest yeah. news. Yep. Definitely. And then we're going to get live updates from the Phoenix game from you. So you got you it. <laughs> Real time. The last awesome. game I was at in person was that Houston Lakers overtime game right. where everybody went 10x, it seems like. <laughs> so maybe you'll see the same kind of game. Yep. So awesome. any other anything else to add to the mix here? No, I'm all set. I'm uh, feeling good about it. I, I'm ready to build those lineups. All right, let's get it done. An awesome job as usual. Hopefully we've given you a lot to think about. Definitely uh, touch base with us, dfscoachtalk.com, and then uh, be in Discord with us. And if you're watching on YouTube, quick thumbs up, hit that subscribe button. We'd really, really appreciate it. So thank you so much for joining in today on, uh, for this breakout. We'll be back again with Deb on Tuesday, and we'll again be looking to crush it in NBA DFS.